Hey, dear listeners, welcome to another episode of Full of Brown. You guys, I am so happy that you guys are tuning in on a weekly basis, and I'm just super blessed and super happy that you guys are, are you know, supporting uh, this little dream of mine, and I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, a friend told me that I said thank you way too much, but you know what? I can never be too grateful, you know? It's, it's, it's a good quality, so... Again, I say thank you to everybody that is listening from New York, from Virginia, from Texas, from L.A., from San Jose, California, from Missouri, Wichita, Kansas, Oklahoma City, just everywhere. We got so many listeners, and I'm just overwhelmed, and I'm just super, super happy. And obviously, I just cannot go without saying thank you again. And I'm just hoping that, you know, this little podcast is um, giving you a voice, or if not, at least it starts a conversation. And Which, by the way, today on this episode, I'm going to just jump right into it. Um, I'm going to talk to you privileged kids. Mm -hmm. And that's including me, you know, millennials and Gen Z's or whatever you guys call yourselves nowadays. Because here's the thing, we take a lot of things for granted, you guys. You guys don't realize how our people um, fought for so many changes, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 40s, you know, 70s. They fought for a lot of the stuff that we now just see as accommodations. We don't consider them luxuries, and they are. And one of those things that I'm going to talk about on this episode is, you know, particularly uh, interracial marriages. It wasn't so long ago, you guys, that it was illegal for you to marry someone out of your own race. And I don't think we appreciate that enough. And I wanted to honor those people that decided to follow love and follow the person that they love, regardless of other races. And, oh my goodness, embracing other cultures, embracing other traditions and because the world is a beautiful place. I know you all agree. And the other cultures just have so many awesome, you know, things to offer. And so today I dedicate this episode to you guys. According to the Pew Research Center, in 2015, three and ten newlyweds were married to someone of a different race. I know. 39% of those were Hispanics. 46% of those were Asian. That is insane. That's a big chunk of numbers or of people. Why am I saying that, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm having a couple of great friends today on this episode, Fernanda and Brian Wynn. And they have been married for about three years now, a little bit over three years. And they've been really good friends of mine. And there were such good sports to come on on my show, my little humble show, and <laughs> talk about what they went through, uh, discovering each other's cultures, traditions, you know, and I'm just, I'm super happy that they were able to to do this. And uh, Brian's in the military, so uh, we had to do this before, you know, his, his duty called, and I'm just so grateful to them. So without further ado, you guys, here is the Wynn family. Cue the music. Full of breath. 
Hey listeners, we are here at Full of Brown with my good friends, the, is it Gwen? Did I say that? Gwen family. Gwen family. Gwen. Not with the heavy G. No. Because I will tell you, this white person corrected me, and I told you about this, and it's like, it's Gwen. Like, no, yep. no. <laughs> I know a friend, he told me, it's Gwen. 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 Welcome to Full of Brown, you guys. Thanks for inviting us. Mm-hmm. Thank, you, thank for, you for having us. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> some people said no, which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But I was really excited that you guys said yes because, you know, you guys are close friends of mine and we've gone pretty good along the years. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I've known you the most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, I barely met you like, what, what was it, two, three years ago? Yeah, about, about that. Yeah. So we're still getting to know each other, I think, on some parts. But um, thank you guys for being here. So everybody, tell them your names and, well, not who you are, but tell them your names and a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm 26 years old. I'm active duty military, and I'm Vietnamese American. And then I'm Fernanda. I'm a stay-at-home mom for four dogs, and I like to do crafting a lot. Crafting. Mm-hmm. You are really good at crafting. And you're really good at military, so we're good with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, today we're going to be talking about biracial marriages. And as have you've said or heard the um, facts that I read at the intro of this, which I hope I get correct, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> then you'll be able to, to understand why we're talking about this mm-hmm. a little bit. So um, you guys are now married. Yes. Yep. How long? How many years? Three years and one day. Really? Well, three years and two, two days. days. Yeah. yeah. So your anniversary was like two days ago? Yeah. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was interesting because we got married in court three years and two days ago. But mm-hmm. then actually wedding this, ceremony yeah. was... November. 2018. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. That is cool. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have known. I would have brought some cake or something. Mm-hmm. Which I still need cake for y'all's birthdays, by the way. That's another topic for another day. <laughs> so, um, so two years, three years mm-hmm. in a day. Yes. And how's that been? It's been pretty interesting. Yeah, we learned a lot. We've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, normally, I was telling you guys this a little bit. There's not a lot of Hispanic and Asian, not not Asian, Vietnamese mm-hmm. mixed. Why do you think that is? I feel like it kind of falls under like the Hispanic culture where. You know, you, you're expected to marry a Hispanic man and kind of keep it a tradition. Mm. So I feel like that's kind of why you don't see many couples that are different. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Is, is that about, true? It's about the same for Vietnamese people. They try to stay in the same uh, same ethnicity just for culture's sake, I believe. But I'm not, I'm not quite sure. My family is pretty uh, open-minded, so that's interesting. Yeah, but I know me being Mexican, there's a lot of closed-minded Mexicans that like yeah because i feel like with my family like my parents there were they were open you know they were like they were kind of shocked they're like mm-hmm. okay because you know i've dated hispanics in the past and whenever i told them my boyfriend or the person i was talking to was vietnamese they were like vietnamese like, you know <laughs> they're trying to like okay maybe just uh i don't know we'll see how that turns out and i mean they were very open unlike okay. my other like Immediate family, they were like, kind of like, okay, this is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't seen one of 
they like one of those people did they treat you different at first no i don't think they treated me differently from what she said i made a pretty good first impression um but I met her extended family pretty early on. Like, they invited me to a Thanksgiving dinner, and I met, like, literally everyone. So that was, was quite a shock. At once? Yeah, at once, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Some were like, a, like who's he? <laughs> yeah, I got, so, like, they didn't know who he was when you brought him over? I mean, I told him I was bringing, like, you know, my boyfriend. But I didn't tell him who he, like, what ethnicity. I guess they assumed he was just Hispanic. Like, Well, because when you bring somebody over for, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas, I think for us it's like, oh, snap. Uh-huh. Oh, that must so, have been interesting. I was kind of yeah. nervous because I was thinking my family was going to act different. Yeah, like, you were nervous. I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because we all speak Spanish. Yes. So I'm pretty sure you feel like, what are they saying about me? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it turned out pretty good. I got some bug eyed people looking at me <laughs> and stuff. It was cool. It worked out. We do apologize. We can be pretty mean sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Even if we say something nice, I feel like we, we say something <laughs> like, and it's like, it's just set down. But oh, true. It, sounds, it comes out. Yeah, it sounds harsh. Okay, so how did you guys meet? We met through a dating app called Tinder, as most people know it. Um, it's it's referred to as like a a one-night fling kind of mm-hmm. dating app, so it was, it was pretty funny. But do you remember the first message I sent to you? It was kind of talking about if you wanted to play tennis or... Yeah, so I saw on her... Uh, description has said that she likes to play tennis and i was like oh i'll just message her and i wasn't thinking it was something serious so i was like hey i challenge you to play a game of tennis i was like oh she probably won't reply anyways and what did, what did you say whenever i first saw it i was like i looked at his profile first i'm like hmm let me see if i want to reply or not i was like okay he's yeah. different so i was like oh yeah sure or something <clears> like that can't really remember how it went. That was your very first question? That was your very first thing yeah. you said? Yeah. You didn't even say, hey? No. Nope. Like, <laughs> nope. I mean, like, I want to be unique. You know, I can't be like, hey, what's up? Right, right. You don't want to be yeah. like, so what you doing? Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, so I thought it was different. I was like, okay. It's a different thing. I'm surprised you responded. I know. But I looked I at mean, his profile, so I was like, okay. What do you mean you're surprised every few years? Well, because that's a question that, I mean, it can be taken kind of weird. It's like... You want to play some tennis? And then the person can either be like, tennis, you pig. (laughs) Or or like, really, you mean tennis. But I mean, I I guess your profile Mm -hmm. did read tennis. Yeah, it did say that. I like tennis. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you said yes. Mm -hmm. And how long was it before you guys went on a date? Uh, I would say maybe three weeks. Three weeks before a date? Oh, no, no. No. Whenever we went on, like, in a date? Yeah. Maybe like... A huh. week or two weeks? No, probably like a week and a half or like a week. Somewhere around there. Because we talked for a couple of days and then I got the courage to ask for her actual like phone number. Mm-hmm. And then I called her and then, you know, we started talking on the phone and then we set up a date and then that's how it happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Um, like a week, I think. That's So did you guys talk it like every day? Uh, I think every day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until the date. Yeah. yeah. Or did you go? We went to the movies and to Pop Soda. Pops? Uh, Pops. And, um... Up in Edmond. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a cool place. Yeah. That is, that's a good choice, mm-hmm. Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Good first date. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you know right at the beginning? Like, he's the one. Yeah. The first time I saw him like get out of the car, <laughs> the way he did, like, it was so dra- like dramatic. But I don't know. It was just like... Just seeing him for the first time was like, oh, like, 
love at first sight kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people can say that. That's really so cool. Like, okay. Yeah, I had, a, I had to hype myself up for the first date. Like on my way there, I was playing First Date by Blink-182 until you hype myself up. Like, All right, Brian, you got this. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do that next time I go. Yeah. And then when I got there, I was like, man, I got to like make a cool entrance and stuff. So I got in my car, took my sunglasses, put it on. Or did I take it off? Yeah, you took them off while you were getting out of the car. I took it off. I made sure I looked cool on my way like out the car. You know, first impressions, everything. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, now it's been three years mm-hmm. and two days. Exactly. Wow. Okay, so, because you guys are dog lovers. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, who had the first dog? Uh, Brian. Well, I had a dog, like, throughout my childhood, mm-hmm. but she she died in 20, 2014. No. Yeah, 2014. Um, but we got our dog together in 2015 when we started dating. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That was Coco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The reason why I was asking this is mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, no, I guess I do know. I mean, I know you now, mm-hmm. but not a lot of Hispanic people carry dogs. No. Like with my, with Coco... We had a really rough time at the beginning because uh, it was just a dog that my dad brought, you know, just like a little fling for the kids to care for it. But once it kind of got real, they didn't want to take care of him and they just wanted to get rid of him or mm-hmm. her. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. that's whenever I stepped in, I'm like, I'll take care of her. But my parents didn't like dogs in the mm-hmm. first place. So it was kind of hard, you know, fighting with them. And then Brian really helped a lot during yeah. that time. And then finally, like three Two years later, yeah. they kind of started liking dogs. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. you didn't, did you like dogs at first? Yeah, I love dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, mean, I had a dog when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I like my dog. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> because, like I said, yeah. we, I don't want to speak forever Mexican, but we get dogs, like you said, and then we kind of just like, mm-hmm. we don't really see them as. Like family. They're just yeah, like another no. dog. Yeah, you know? yeah. We, we just see them like another dog, yeah. like a street dog, like. So that's kind of fascinating to me how mm-hmm. that was okay between both. Because I, mean, I don't know how your culture feels about pets or stuff like um, that. So. I think in the Vietnamese culture, it's pretty welcome to have dogs. But normally, like, small dogs, mm-hmm. like Pomeranians and, like, Chihuahuas and, like, little, uh, like, lap dogs. It's pretty common in Vietnamese households, you yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. It worked mm-hmm. out for you I then. Know. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the relationship, you started dating. Mm-hmm. Was there anything in your guys' cultures that made you think twice about the relationship? Let's see. No. Well, I know that your mom was kind of, like, worried about... Because, like, with them, you know how education is very important. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to have an education first, be settled, be, you know, well off before you can start dating or Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I feel like that was something that would be a problem for us because like for me i was already going to school and everything like that but it was a, it wasn't something that my parents said like oh you have to finish school first before you even think about any of that yeah yeah yeah. You know? they didn't persuade that to no. you yeah Mm-mm. yeah my mom was opposite <clears throat> she mm-hmm. she wanted us to complete school and then do whatever we wanted yeah but school is a priority mm-hmm. so then like before we got married she was like do you have a degree yet do you have a good job yet stable yet does she have a degree? Does she have a good job? <laughs> so I had to, you know. She had to go through, like, the initial screening process of, like, my mom. What yeah. else did she ask you? 
No, just pretty much that if I, you yeah. know, was going to school where I was working, you know, how much you made. Yeah. So I had <laughs> really. I had to make. Is that the first really... time you talked to her? Well, I didn't talk to her that like that's <clears throat> right mostly away. Me. Yeah, but because I then I was oh, then if she asked you, then that was okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, if she asked you, like, whenever to your he face. told me that he was asking, like, he was asking her about me, I was like, what did you tell her? Yeah. You know, but by then I was already working like two jobs, going to school, so that was a good mm-hmm. impression for her mom. Oh yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, she's going to school while working yeah. two jobs. I'm like, yeah, that does sound <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, so, yeah, like, so yeah. that did good on your part. <laughs> so, uh, that helped a lot. Oh, okay. So. Well, that that's mm-hmm. good. And what about vice versa? Mm, I don't think it's nothing. No, I mean your parents were were welcoming, mm-hmm. like very. They were know. really impressed that he was in the military. That is impressive. So he was really oh okay. He's in the military. Kind of has everything, you know, set for him. Yeah, yeah. But no, because well, when you think of somebody in the military, mm-hmm. you think their life is in order. They're yeah. very structured, and which I've I've gotten to know you, and you are. So it's mm-hmm. a good trait to have on, like, on your yeah. You know, yeah. your family resume. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he in the military. Okay. Yeah. So you know? it's like <laughs> they didn't really, you know, say anything much other than they're like, okay, you know. Yeah. And so. what did you guys know was going to get serious? Mm. I think it was one of the first dates when we went to Brahms for, like, a little ice cream date mm. in the evening. And then we were like, what do we do now? So in my head, I was like. Let's go to Walmart and, and watch people. And in my head, I was like, that's, that's cool. That sounds cool, right? And then I said out loud, I was like, oh, crap. She's probably going to think I'm a freak. But then she said, yeah, I love to do that. I'm like, what? I, a lot of, I do that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. If I'm bored, I do go. Why well, I go to the Mexican stores, like buy for less <laughs> or like Morelos or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. Because those people are really interesting to me. It like really to is. see them. Like, what is she thinking? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Why is she grabbing the guayabas that many times? Like, <laughs> well, now with the Rona stuff, yeah. you know, that's, you know, yeah. you watched out for that now everywhere. But so that's cool that you like that. That's, <laughs> I find that kind of amusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what you knew. Like, she likes to people watch. This is it. <laughs> yeah. She's a freak <laughs> like me. So <laughs> work out. That's pretty normal here, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to think so. Yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> so parenting. How's that gonna be? Well, next, I let me ask. Do you guys? Well, I don't know your culture. So is it the same thing? Do you think um, the structure of how to parent? Well, I think generally Vietnamese Americans are pretty strict on their kids. However, my parents were pretty, pretty like relaxed. Like they just told me what to do, but they didn't like get on me if I didn't like a four point like the generic like stereotype for Asians. Um, but they just wanted me to be happy. It's the biggest thing. Like for me, I mean, my my mom and dad were very strict. God, you know, punished whenever we did anything bad. Uh, physical punishment, you know, spank. Yeah. And stuff like that. The common chancla mm-hmm. chronicles. <laughs> and the belt. Yeah. And mine was very opposite. It was mm-hmm. just kind of scolding and yelling and threatening, but no actually like physically hitting. Oh, we don't. We don't. Mexicans don't get make. We don't make threats. We do it, and then we threaten you after. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you do yeah. this again, mm-hmm. then you know. Yeah, very different. So yeah. that's kind of interesting, though, because I mean, it worked out for you. You're a very well, you know, educated person, and you're very well, you know, how do you say it? Um, you're a good, decent person. Oh, thank you. And if you don't get whooped, like <laughs> I guess to me, it's like. I think the good people is because they got whooped. Yeah. You know, as yeah. a kid. And, you know, you rarely did. So that's kind of 
interesting yeah. to look at that. Like, mm-hmm. well, he didn't really get whooped, so. Yeah, either I'm good or I'm a wuss, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a wuss. <laughs> I think you, you're tougher than a lot of people I've met. Because I know, I mean, I've gotten to know you. I know sometimes what you're thinking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. It's just I, I, I've i learned to read you. If that's not, you know, that is not creepy enough. No, but, that's good. But I'm like, oh, okay, we have similar thoughts. But it's interesting <laughs> that parenting were different, but yet mm-hmm. it comes to the same conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So how's that going to be with uh, your future kids? Uh, I think it'll be interesting. Well, we, for the most part, we have the same mindset of, like, discipline. We believe in physical punishment if it's necessary. Um, but it's, like, in phases, right? So, like, the first phase would be, like, timeout or take away their their little uh, iPads or whatever. And then mm-hmm. the next one will be more severe. And then the third one will be more severe mm-hmm. in that way. What do you think? Yeah. Because I learned that way, and I mean, obviously, every kid is different, so we would have to, we would be taking different measures, but I feel like, you know, physical punishment is necessary in every, in every kid. Yeah, of course, so. Hey, yeah. So, have mm-hmm. you guys faced, now this is going to get a little, not too dark, but <laughs> have you guys faced any backlash for marrying different cultures? Well, for my, my side, not that, no. They were very open-minded. Even, like, people in public? Not public, because whenever we go out, like, let's say, Bifurless or Morelos, we're walking, and then just people are just, like, I don't know where, see us, and then look at us, and oh, look yeah. us up and down, and they're, like, looking hardcore, like, at Brian, they're, to like, why, down. like, why is he doing here, kind of stare, so that kind of, like, really? kind of upsets me, and I kind of stare them back, I'm, like, well, what are you looking at? It's just a person. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Does that happen to you when you go to, like, his places? Yeah. Where- yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Asian grocery stores, yeah, those Vietnamese ladies are, are, they do not care. They will stare her down. Yeah. So I'm just like, is this lady staring at me? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We do. <laughs> yeah. Well, our people do stare a lot to begin with. So I can only, so. yeah. And that's why I was asking because I think it gets harder for our people to accept anybody in. And I mm-hmm. think because we just have trust issues, really. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. I mean, because they're going to have to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only our families, but like cultures. Yeah. You know, different cultures are going to have to adapt to, hey, you know, my daughter or my son is going to eventually probably marry somebody else, especially in America. We're very diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not as common to keep in our own cultures. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really hard on our people to adapt. And I, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast mm-hmm. with y'all is because, you know, one, we're full of brown before the crap. But two, <laughs> two, because I really do want to shed light on this mm-hmm. that it is going to change. Yeah. And I, I feel like even almost there's a pressure to marry within. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, this is not like disrespecting my own people, but mm-hmm. we're not really the best sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, like, our guys are macho guys. Yeah. Like, you know, very, very structured, very, you know even weird and just nasty in some places mm-hmm. so you know for us to to vent out to different you know expand our little horizons and mm-hmm. you know marry different people i think we need to get our people used to you know being uh seeing our people with different people mm-hmm. and i think our people get really jealous i don't know if it's the same for y'all i i well i can't speak for everybody mm-hmm. i feel like they get jealous 
when they see you, for example, with him. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, because you're, you're my friend. You're a very yeah. pretty girl. So you're like, oh, why is she over there with him? You know, you know mm-hmm. she could have been over here with me. She could have, you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Do you agree? Uh, or yeah, do you disagree? I would say so. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Wow. Yeah, we mm-hmm. get jealous. Yeah, they're like very close minded. I feel like they just don't want change. That's how I feel like mm-hmm. with our culture. They're just like, you know, they grew up that way. They have to follow it from yeah. generation to generation. Do you think we're lazy? We don't want to adapt. Yeah, we don't want to change because, you know, it's like, that's just how I grew up. You have yeah. to do the same thing. I can see that. Because I can only imagine, like, for example, your first Christmas. Well, you said you went for Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. I wonder if your parents felt like they had to adapt to him like well you don't have time to answer this but mm. do you see what i'm saying like maybe they were reserved in front of him because we don't know their culture so we don't know for example me i don't know if i'm saying something and i think mm-hmm. you remember this when i first met you i don't know if i was saying something rude or if i was oh yeah doing something that could cause offense mm-hmm. to the other person and you know that takes a lot of work yeah and any culture but we're you know we're, we're hard-working people but we're lazy when it comes to this mm-hmm. like, uh, <laughs> i don't want to adapt to this new person yeah. and do i have to really learn the new language do i have to you know learn how to write his last name do i have to because <laughs> I, I i really do believe this goes through our minds when you like you know yeah i could i'm just probably just me but mm-hmm. we are lazy in that area so that's glad. I'm super happy that, mm-hmm. you know, you were welcomed so easily. Yeah. Because, I mean, and I also think because you're also a minority, you know, I feel like if you would have married, no offense, pale folk, a white person, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a different story, do you think? I feel Absolutely. like it would have been different. Absolutely. Or if you would have married a white girl, do you think that would have been different? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think minorities have little similarities where like they go through a little bit of the same struggles day to day you know so they know how the other minorities are feeling or thinking during certain times compared mm-hmm. to uh white folk yeah sometimes yeah because like right now like well i don't know when listeners right now are listening to this i don't know if they're in 2020 but <laughs> right now there's a lot of protests going on oh, and yeah. yeah i've I've actually, and this is what really shocked me today, that a lot of people that I thought I knew are really close-minded. And that bothered me a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a guy that said, this is just based on the protest, he was like, "Um, oh, you got mad because you got ran over by a truck. Why don't you protest on the grass? And to Mm -hmm. me, it's like, I think you're missing the point. I don't think, you know, and he kind of said it in a way like, no no and then he said you should have stayed home and i was like mm. wow and to me that opened my eyes yeah to our people because he was a hispanic person so i was mm-hmm. like why and how does he come up with this mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's yeah. just like like move over get to the grass and to me it's like that's really offensive it's really offensive just because first of all you don't as a minority, you should know how that feels mm-hmm. to be mistreated, to be, you know, looked down at like you guys talked about, yeah. you know. So I just thought it was really interesting to see how you both cultures collided and became one. Mm-hmm. How's that worked in your household? Like your your home? 
I think it was a bit of a culture shock. Because um, I think the Hispanic culture, they're a little bit more relaxed compared to the Vietnamese culture. Oh, yeah. Um, we're, Very. We're, <laughs> Very. We're, we try to be more organized and like, I think there's a lot more stress with us because we like to plan things out like long-term wise, like career-wise, five-year, 10-year plan mm-hmm. compared to whenever I met her family. Uh, for example, we were in the process of purchasing a car, so we took it on a test drive and we stopped by her house once um, just to go say hi to her parents and then her brother accidentally backed into the car that we didn't buy yet. So there's a little bit of damage there. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, we have to buy this car now that we didn't even decide on. Yeah. But they're like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. It's a little scratch. And it was, it was a pretty big dent. <laughs> so who's the one that said no big deal? The car people? No, no, her parents. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, yeah. we didn't see, like, like it was not a big dent. It it barely did anything to the car. But, like, they like we didn't overreact unless, like, it was broken or anything like that. But, like, with him, he was over here all stressed i'm like calm yeah. down like nothing is happening yeah like, was in a way i applaud your culture for that and you know sorry no folk. like <laughs> but no, like i agree like for him uh, i get really irritated mm-hmm. um when let's say i pencil something in mm-hmm. it's just an example let's say i pencil something in mm-hmm. and i when the, somebody cancels on me at the last minute mm-hmm. now i've done it for emergencies for other areas mm-hmm. but i feel like our culture takes it very lightly other people's feelings mm-hmm. or other people's hmm. considerations like oh don't worry about it i'll be there next time it was like i'm the kind of person that likes to plan out i literally just bought a planner because now that we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. i have a lot of people to interview so i right. bought a planner on this day at this time to stay this time and when when they cancel ahead of time that's fine mm-hmm. But when it's something that it was planned for a while, for example, Mexicans love being late to stuff. They do. And it's kind of sad because, like, whenever I tell Brian, whenever we have parties or stuff like that we're invited to, uh, we like to get there. Like, if they say at 5, we are there at 5. Yeah. And there's no one there besides us. And I kind of explained to him, like, yeah, they do it early so they can get there by six or seven yeah did that irritate you at all at first yes yes Mm -hmm. i love my plans and like hour by hour i gotta have exact timings and stuff and when her family doesn't like follow that plan and then like kind of messes up my my master plan it it kind of irritates me yeah it irritates like my parents mm, i don't care they listen my (laughs) parents are like that like my parents are more like go with the flow kind of thing yeah so for example my parents could call me tomorrow like Literally at six. Hey, at seven, we're going to have family meeting. And I already made plans. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, I can't. I already have this episode going on or whatever going yeah. on. And they get mad. Like, well, you should have planned it out. Like, mm-hmm. I already made my plans ahead of time. And granted, if I have free time, I'll think about it. That yeah. doesn't mean I'm going to go. But I'm going to think about it. Because mm-hmm. if, my, if my mindset is not there, mm-hmm. I'm going to get grumpy. Like, and exactly. I don't know, I don't know why I'm like that. I, I, it just bugs me whenever we say something. And then obviously like five minutes is fine. Like yeah. if you're five minutes late, that's fine. But these major changes that we do is like, mm-hmm. y'all need to get this together. Cause this yeah. is getting on my nerves. I feel like I'm kind of the oddball out of my family. Cause I like, 
I'm like kind of Brian. Like I like to plan out. I like if you tell me this time or if I say something, I expect you to be there. Right. But mm-hmm. like you know, sometimes my parents are like, oh yeah, we're in our way, and then an hour later, oh we're 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 barely on our way. It's kind of like you told me you were on your way an hour ago, and now I have trust issues. So it's just, like it's, it's it really is hard. Like with me, and I've noticed that lately. Like they sometimes plan something like last minute. I'm like. We already made plans, or we can't, and I don't know. And like I said, if it's different when it's mm-hmm. like an emergency, yeah. like something that you cannot control comes up. That's different. Yeah. But I'm saying, like my family for Christmas, mm. I don't know why they do this. They plan the last day, like the day before. Like we Mexicans celebrate the 24th. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're barely making plans. 24th, maybe in the morning, or oh, maybe man. 23rd night. Yeah. And oh. that aggravates me so bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, crazy. I tried to tell my parents, like, hey, what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. I'm like, no, I need <laughs> you to tell me. Like, are we going to do a gift exchange? Are we going to do, you know, yeah. whatever? Like, I just need to be. And my brother's like that, so I'm kind of grateful <laughs> that now they kind of understand because yeah. now that he's going to school and that structure has helped him, yeah. they kind of see it that way. And I'm yeah. like, okay, finally. But why? Y'all gave me such a hard time when mm. I was like that. Like, <laughs> That's the great thing about our marriage is like, we're both organized and structured. I'm a little bit more like strict about it. But the great thing is that my wife is more spontaneous. So she comes up with like fun things to do like on the fly while I make out like the whole plan for the rest of the day. And it just, just works out. Yeah, it's but awesome. spontaneous is different, mm-hmm. I think. That's more like yeah, it's... adventurous instead of irresponsible. Oh, yeah, yeah. true. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, tomorrow, let's just go to the mountains. Or like whenever we went to Dallas, that came oh, yeah. out of nowhere. And that mm-hmm. was fine. Yeah. You know, we didn't have any plans. That's cool. But then if it would have been irresponsibly, like we already made plans Saturday with somebody else and we canceled them so we could go to Dallas. Okay, then, yeah, then that's, that's different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really irresponsible. And a lot of people in our culture do that. So I'm sorry in advance, because yeah. <laughs> now I know you've been around a lot of Mexicans, and mm-hmm. we do that a lot. Yeah, and it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're talking about your marriage. Why we get to this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, structuring your marriage. So okay, yeah. so thank God you guys are both alike mm-hmm. then in that area. Yep, that you know you're more spontaneous, but still serious to mm-hmm. his demands. So that wasn't hard for you then to adapt to his Mm-mm. schedules. Not really. Because you said you were military, so that's got to be really structured. Uh, Yes and no. Like, yes, how we kind of conduct ourselves, but then the planning part, mm-hmm. like, they would set, like, five plans, and then an hour later, it turns to ten different plans. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of plans in place, but then it's constantly changing. Oh, okay. It's kind of weird in that way. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean... Military is kind of important. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> definitely have to be flexible with that. Really, which yeah. is something that you know I'm pretty grateful that I have. I don't get like I don't know frustrated or irritated like right away. I'm like, okay, I understand. Yeah, but you so. told her you were military from the very beginning, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what did you think about that whenever you first met him? I was kind of scared. Like, I don't know. Like, I had never dated anybody in the military or anything. So I was like... <laughs> Did you think he was going to make you do push-ups? Like, I don't know. It was just like, I don't know. Morning. Hopefully, like, he's not, like, stuck up or anything like that. Or like, oh, I'm better than you kind of thing. Oh, but, I see. But, you know, I was surprised that he wasn't. So I was like, okay. It was kind of like when you marry a cop. You would assume mm-hmm. that the... 
police officer is probably bragging that he's a police officer. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. So... Good. Which you didn't. Right at the beginning, whenever we first started talking, he did not say anything about that. So I didn't know that he was military. Oh, so you didn't put it on your profile? No, because I didn't want, like, some weird... Because there's some people out there who, like, target military members and try to, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do bad stuff to them. Yeah. So I didn't want to put that out there already until I went and actually met them in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Obviously, we just mentioned your military family. How does that work out for you? It's different. Um, It's definitely something I never expected I would experience. Like, you know, deployments or having to leave last minute or coming back home last minute. It's like I'm adapting. You know, it's hard, but. Man, one of my deployments, we deployed a month early because stuff was happening over there. And then we went. The day they told us to, we tried to go, our jet broke, so we came back. The next day, we tried again, broke, came back. So we tried to deploy, like, three different times on, like, different jets, and just wouldn't happen. It was, like, an emotional roller coaster, you know? Mm-hmm. I imagine. Because, like, you, you know, say farewell, because you're going to be gone for months, and then, oh, I'm back, I haven't left yet. It's kind of like a... So did you go back home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to go uh, get him and then come back and then say goodbye again and then come back. It was so, so frustrating. It's kinda, it, was, it is frustrating. That sounds hard. It's hard. Playing but... with your emotions, mm-hmm. like saying bye like three times. Yeah. Yep. Dude, that's that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that I was not, you know, prepared for. Like, okay, is this going to be something that's going <laughs> to happen every time? Yeah. Which it does happen every time. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, I'm adapting. Yeah. You know? doesn't get easier but and i'm sure you're used to it brian so. yeah we're, we're used to like moving around and changing last minute and stuff but it's hard to explain to your spouse you know like this is normal this is what happens every time it's not something uh like a normal civilian would be used to or they, yeah. they shouldn't be used to it actually yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well yeah because like whenever we got married we got married the 31st and then, you know, did our paperwork. Oh, and he yeah. left a week after we got married. Really? Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's whenever you had oh, to leave right. early. That's the early one, yeah. So that yeah. was kind of like, you know, yeah. we just got married. Why are you leaving, you know? So I thought it was I thought, I thought it was like unfair, but. Yeah, we were you supposed know. to leave in July. And they're like, ah, stuff's happening. We got to leave a month early. We're like, crap. So that was, I don't know. Kind of well planned, though. I mean, imagine if that would happen the day before you guys got married, then mm. that would be terrible. I yeah, been mad. that would have sucked. <laughs> so you're you're adapting good. well. That's good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to. Yeah, it's hard, but what can we do? We can, you know. They, want, yeah. they don't care. We're gonna take him either way. It's <laughs> <So. laughs> true. He makes it sound like we don't care about you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, no, well, mm-hmm. he cares about our country, yeah. so that's important. So. You can't, people can't see, but I'm saluting. <laughs> Salute me back. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for what you do, really. I know thank it you. sucks. Uh, for me, as a mm-hmm. friend, so I can only imagine you as a spouse, like, to have to, you know, go through that change and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I applaud you, too, for able to take it and, you know, sustain through that all. Oh, that's a roller coaster of a emotions i can only mm-hmm. imagine yeah they often say the the active duties spouse has the hardest job because they have to go with whatever the member is doing or whatever they're moving that they come with them or 
uh, any kind of changes, they have to deal with it, especially mm-hmm. if you have kids or pets or a home. You have to kind of adapt and try to overcome all that stuff, which mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah, that sounds really hard. <laughs> I'm not trying to put any more pressure on you by yeah. saying how hard it is, but I, I put myself in that, and I just I don't think I'll be able to do it. And so I applaud mm-hmm. both of you. One question okay. before we go to the last part of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You can say, I don't want to answer. <laughs> what would you say to each other's cultures that you wouldn't dare say to their face? It can be a complaint. It can be, I'm proud of y'all for this. Or it can be, you know what really grabs my gears about you? And mm, <laughs> I would say that they're kind of a little bit judgmental. <laughs> like, very judgmental. Like, yeah. Whenever I first went to, I think it was his mom's birthday surprise party, one of the family members made a comment that kind of bothered me and kind of still bothers me today. Um, to your face? Not to my face, to someone like in their family. Oh, you so you just overheard it. Yeah, I was there. And then okay. I asked Brian to translate and I was like, oh, what? Um, so you know how... You v- translated? <laughs> I would have lied. Yeah, I translated. Uh, so you know how Vietnamese people, they're typically, you know, small build, you know, yeah. they're slim... Um, so one of their, I guess, cousin, the uncle was like, oh, you're, if you don't stop eating, uh, you're going to look like a Mexican, like a fat Mexican. So that, and something like that, similar, yeah. I don't know exactly the phrase, but he referred yeah. her to a Mexican, you know, cause you know how, you know, we're stereotypically yeah, like yeah. fat. So yeah. I was like, wait a minute. She's not fat. She's like skinny. So I would have been like feel like that's something that kind of bothers me that they're very judgmental like with me you know being there hispanic and then saying that comment like oh if you don't stop eating you're gonna look like a fat mexican yeah yeah so i feel like you know yeah. they it, stereotype it sounds bad but it's like a, a normal phrase that we use <laughs> it's not like being racist or anything it's just like a normal phrase that we use to like call people that are kind of overweight mm-hmm. but I, I don't know I don't know why that's like acceptable. Because <laughs> you know how like Hispanics, they're, they're curvy. Some people are curvy, you mm-hmm. know, different shapes. Yeah. Um, And they, to them, they seem like we're just fat. Oh, you know, okay. Because we're, we're not, you know, slim, slim, yeah. slim, like their culture. Which I am jealous of your culture, by the way, because your food is delicious. It's very And you good. all look very, very good. I know. Like, I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen a chubby Asian that's true. It's not very common. Mm-hmm. Oh, besides like the wrestlers, but those don't count. <laughs> I feel like those, those don't count. So that's pretty, I mean, I applaud y'all for that because that's some mm-hmm. good food. And, you know, which I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it another day about their secrets about how we can look like that or what that kind of food. But Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about you with our culture? Uh, I think to the Hispanic culture, I applaud them for being so flexible. It's It's very irritating how... They are so spontaneous. However, for them being like go with the flow, mm-hmm. it's very, it's a nice tender pace for sure. Whenever I'm with my wife's family, it's very relaxing compared with my family. It's very stressful. Very. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, you have to sit up straight or? No, no, no. My family is just, they have to plan everything out. Like, whenever we go on vacation, they mm-hmm. have an itinerary, like a literal itinerary they printed out and like made. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> And they have, like, yeah, time. Explain to us what that means. Oh, itiner- itinerary? 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 Use that in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, my sisters and my mom, they usually make a, 
like a list of, hey, this is the time we're going to pick you up at the airport. This is the airline we're going to. This is our flight number. This is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to get food for breakfast. This is, gonna, this is what we're going to do. So they plan lunch. out the meals? Yep. Everything. So Every whenever he's detail. like, oh, they want to know where we're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm like, I don't even know what I want right now. Like, they expect us to know where we want to go for breakfast, where we want to go for lunch. Yeah. Even though you've never been there? Yes. How does that work out? Like, do you do they expect you to just Google? I well, mean, no. We have, like, a group chat, and they'll ask, like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, so like, that doesn't wanna... sound that bad. It's kind of stressful whenever they, they have to have a list made before we're even there. Yeah. So they can, like, send it out to whoever's all going. To have a copy of that so it's like i'm used to that though like when i was a leader of the church mm-hmm. youth when i had like 300 youth that's how my day was my oh, day wow. was scheduled out by the minute mm-hmm. so whenever we did like youth camp events i had them scheduled down by the minute and if i didn't that would irritate me and be like i have an hour of free time and i don't know what to do with it like <laughs> I, I was just used to that and we even scheduled out the meals like for wow. months mm-hmm. in advance on monday we're gonna have this this and this and that so that way we know the budget does yeah. that make sense so i guess i mean i i don't think that's a bad idea we should like probably with, adapt because like with ours when vacation like we do we just book our hotels for food we kind of like you go with the, the flow. flow. We see what's out there. What yeah. So it's like, well, we cannot. We have to eat at this time, and then mm-hmm. eat at these at this time. We just whenever we're hungry, we go. But with their family, like even if you're not hungry, yeah, <sighs> they kind of like just go. So yeah, just, they like, would just go off. Like so, do they get offended and... if you don't go? I mean, I, I go. <laughs> but let's say if you wouldn't, would that be offensive? Uh, probably yeah, because it doesn't fit with their plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, or their itinerary. So you applaud us for being spontaneous. What's a complaint, though? Complaint. Um, Besides that we're too loud. Because I know we're too loud. <laughs> um, I can't think of one right now, actually. I don't know. Email us at fullerbrownpodcast.yahoo.com <laughs> and let us know. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, I can't think of anything right now, actually. That's probably a good thing, then, that he can't mm-hmm. think of one. Because that would have been like, well, you know what? <laughs> Your well, music actually, sucks. Uh-oh. I, that's actually what I was gonna say. Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> the music is weird. The music is kind of weird. Maybe because I don't like understand it, but from what I've heard, like the topics are kind of out there, and then the beats kind of sound the same on each song. But my beat pretty is, much are the same. Might be me just being ignorant. I don't know. No, it's not. I think our music is very Some bland. Some of it sound all the same, just different lyrics. Okay. Like if it doesn't touch my soul, I ain't listening to it. And a lot of it doesn't like we've talked about before, like how yeah. I I make fun of my own music, like. But again, because I probably am a musician, I think about. I mean, did that really take you long to write that song? <laughs> you oh, know, because yeah. like I said, we talk about chickens, we talk about <laughs> cows in our music, and some even I don't even know if you've heard Christian by the music. Mm. Some of that have like eagles at the beginning, like the song starts. What? And then the song starts. <laughs> to me, that's so weird. Well, maybe that's just Christian songs, but like mm-hmm. any banda music songs, like they throw in animal sounds. They throw in like different. And I'm not judging anybody mm-hmm. that does listen to that. Sorry if you're getting offended. <laughs> but to me, it's like, hmm. Yeah, on the same way. And even like with reggaeton music, like to that, it's like the same beat. Yeah. Some, some, like some songs I do like, but most I'm like, hmm. I can't, I can't, and I do get judged for that a lot, because it sounds like circus music to me. 
So yeah, I accept your <laughs> your yeah. anger on that. That needs to be. <laughs> yeah. We need to deal with that, people. Mm-hmm. Let's write some good music. And different beats. Yeah, <laughs> different beats. Different beats at different notes. We always stay in the same notes. Okay, so one last thing. I know I said the other one was the last one, but this is really the last one. Yeah. If somebody was to tell you, I'm dating someone else, asking you for advice. I'm dating somebody else out of my that is not on my race, and my family is not okay with it. What would you tell them? I feel like I it would be between you and the person that you're talking to. If you guys feel comfortable, you guys connect, um, and you know that it's going to work and it's meant to be, or it's a, or you're in love, or I feel like you were. I would fight for it. You know, fight for it. Your family will eventually have to open up. It's not their happiness. It's your happiness. You're the one who's going to be creating a new generation with your person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What would yeah. you tell them? Uh, I would say fight for as well. Uh, I had to fight for a little bit. My my mom initially was, was kind of against it. Not because she's Hispanic. Um, it's just because we... We wanted to get married kind of early on compared to Vietnamese culture. Like Vietnamese culture, we would wait like 10 years and get married. We'll really? date, we'll move in, and then we'll get married. That's like the usual Ours is backwards. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to move in until you're married. I heard that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I can see it, though. I can see why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I had to fight for it. Uh, I had to explain to her, like, hey, she's like, you know, the love of my life, and she's the first one I want to introduce to my family, and, you know, she's successful, she's moving places, she's adapting to my crazy schedule, and and I love her. You know, so I would, I would fight for it if you really believe in it, and uh, you don't give up until you get what you want. Obviously yeah. with, you know, having respect with your family, but for them to understand where you're coming from, you know, sometimes it takes a long time for them to open up, do yeah. something different maybe mm-hmm. they're scared or just something completely different but i feel like it takes time you know good things takes time so definitely be patient mm-hmm. be understanding and not be upset <clears throat> if they don't agree with it right away yeah you know because like as we said earlier we are adapting to mm-hmm. a lot of changes so yeah. it will be hard for especially if they're if you have a family that's very close-minded like mm-hmm. no 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 to change or mm-hmm. no 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 to I don't want to learn something new or something like yeah. that. Yeah, if they but, care about your happiness, then they will support you either way. It might take some time, mm-hmm. but they'll get there. Well, I'm glad you both are there then. Mm-hmm. Both of your families. Because, I mean, you know, I don't know if it would have worked out for other people. Yeah. You know? I feel like my parents like him more than me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. That's but. a good thing. They tell me that. I was like, oh, Brian. It's <laughs> rude. I'm your child. <laughs> but I mean, okay, you're talking about their culture being upfront. Our culture is pretty upfront too. Yeah. But we just handle it with humor. Mm-hmm. We soften the blow when we say stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're like you know what? <laughs> you're too fat. You look like a roly poly. <laughs> and that's their way of saying, "Okay, you need to lose weight." Yeah. Because I'm telling you, my mom tells me stuff all the time. <laughs> oh, so that's just how we deal with it. Yeah. So in a way, we kind of put a little anesthesia to the. To the Mm -hmm. truth we're about to send out. Well, thank you guys for being here. I Mm -hmm. last segment of the episode. Ready? I'm asking some questions. All right. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't matter who answers first. Okay. 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 What is your most used emoji? The laughing face. The laughing face with the tears coming up. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, like the super LOL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. LMAO one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Banda, well, I guess you answered this one. Banda music or country music? Neither. Neither. That's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm sorry if I offend somebody. Okay. (laughs) What is the best piece of advice you had ever received? You can do anything you set your mind to. That's a good one. The best advice I ever received was don't save for the future, but invest in now. Yeah. That's a good one. And what sound or noise do you hate? Chewing with your mouth open. I like all the noises. You like all the noises? <laughs> yeah. That does not sound true. Little liar. Uh, well, my mom makes this noise with her throat. I, I can't imitate it, but it's pretty annoying. I'm sorry, mom. I really. <laughs> <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Can you repeat the question? Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Like, if you thought, like, you know, it sounds really cool. Like, I've actually thought about becoming a lawyer just because I like to argue. (laughs) But I don't like to study, so I ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. But I would want to dig into it. I'd like to be a psychologist. You were studying for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say police officer. You would be a police officer? Yeah. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coke. You betrayed us. Sorry. I used to be Pepsi freak. I was going to say, you used to be a Pepsi person. Used to be. What happened? I don't know. You changed. Yeah. Is it the recipe? I can talk you back into it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi oh, no. has, a, has a unique taste. I guess I haven't had it in a long time that I kind of forget how it tastes. Pepsi is like... I feel like I'm addicted to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I probably am. I need help. Okay. <laughs> what would you like your tombstone to read? I don't know. Maybe uh, a quote. Something inspirational. For example? Uh, good question. I don't do know. Do we even get to choose what's on there? Or do our, our, like, um, our people do that? I think whoever is like... In charge? No, I mean oh. whoever is like paying for it. Oh. oh. They're not free with the... Oh, no. You gotta pay for it. I said with the hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. They're probably not. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, they're probably not free. Mm Mm-mm. No. Maybe just the engraving of the name. I'm gonna delete that question. Another thing about that's expensive question. (laughs) Okay, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like God... Dang it. No, no, no. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? What's up, my brother? That'd be cool. Uh, Here's a Pepsi. Like, I waited for you. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking if he's like, you got here too soon. Like, if God's like, what you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) You have a long time to go. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool if he was like in a dark room. With like one of those chairs that spin around like those office chairs, and he turns around with like one light on his face, and he says, "I've been expecting you." That would be cool. <laughs> I was expecting to have a clap on, like clap on, and then like it's me. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you guys for being here. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for accepting this this little. It was fun. This little podcast that's mm-hmm. barely getting started, so I appreciate you being on the first episodes. Mm-hmm. So, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you guys for accepting, and hopefully everything works out for you guys in the future. Thank you. Thank hopefully you. our culture treats you better, 
if mm-hmm. we haven't yet, besides being late. Um, sorry about that. I don't think that'll change for a while. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for being here. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it helps some, you know, interracial couples out there. Yeah. Know. I know yeah. it's a struggle. So, you're yeah. not alone. I'm sure they'll find this really useful. Mm-hmm. And I know I did, and I'm not even in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure, you know, this will be mm-hmm. cool for them to hear. So, listeners, thank you for being here, listening, whether you be in your car, you be in your workplace. Actually, don't do this at work. I get in trouble. But <laughs> car, home, wherever you may be, thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Tony with Full of Brown. And if you're listening to this segment of the podcast, that means that you've listened through the whole episode. Congratulations. Go buy yourself a concha or something. I just wanted to take this moment to remind you to follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, Full of Brown Podcast. That's it. And don't forget to write to us at Full of Brown Podcast at Yahoo.com. And I'm just here to remind you, this is your story. This is your experience. Be heard. Bye.